Hello and welcome to YHTV's Magical Medical Tour. This is episode 51. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Christina Suzuma, and with me is our wonderful medical guide, Dr. Glenn Woolman. Hello, Doc. Hello, Christina. Greetings and greetings, everyone. Welcome to Magical Medical Tour. I will be your medical guide today, along with Christina, as we travel through another quadrant of the healthcare galaxy, searching for optimal health. And today, I can tell you, Christina, we're going to move definitely to another quadrant of the healthcare galaxy. <laughs> I am always excited. Here we go. Whee! <laughs> I know. Before we do, actually, though, um, I know that we have people that are listening, and this may be something very interesting to people with a lot of questions. How can people get to talk to us today or send questions to us? Oh, that is a great question, Dr. Woolman. Um, for those of you who would like to uh, share a comment or ask a question, if you are watching online and um, you see our screen in front of you, if you scroll down just a little bit, you will see that there is a box, a comment box. You can type your question or comment in there and click submit, and it will show up on our side on our screen, and we will read it out to our guests or Dr. Woolman, and they can answer you live. Or you can call through the conference line if you'd like to ask the question yourself at 323-476-3672. Again, 323-476-3672. The PIN is 607393-POUND. Again, it's 607393-POUND. And you'll see that number come up actually during the show um, just in case uh, you didn't have enough time to write it down. So please, we welcome your comments, we welcome your questions, and um, feel free to do it during the show. And also, um, you can also, if you're making a comment, you can also make comments or questions after the show is done and while you're watching it at any time, and we will always make sure that uh, someone will answer you. Okay, thank you, Dr. Woolman. Uh, you're quite welcome, and thank you for that. Uh, it's good to uh, communicate with people out there. Uh, so we do get some great comments, and I really like that, and we do try and answer all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, today's really going to be interesting for me. I have so many questions that I don't want to uh, talk too long now, uh, and I want to get right to our guest. It is He is Peter Wright. He's a certified hypnotherapist, and he's been doing this for over 20 years. And he is also uh, a certified, licensed, past-life regression therapist. And my understanding, and maybe we'll learn more about this, is that there are only 50 people like him in the nation that have this certification. So I would like to get started and say hello and introduce you and our global audience to Peter Wright. Hello, Peter. Hello there. Hello there, doctor. Is it doctor? No, Peter. Oh, oh <laughs> interesting. I'm so used to saying doctor. Hello, Peter. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> were you were you a doctor in a past life? I think I was. Well, Absolutely. You can, you can call him doctor then. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, what's up, docs? <laughs> exactly. It's a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I'm so very Peter, excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Peter, is our, as the medical guide for the show, I like to give our audience a uh, sort of a path that we're going to be taking. And based on the fact that I'm not sure I've been to many of these places, I'm, I'm not sure where the path will actually take us today. But we'll start out learning a little bit about yourself. Uh, how you got to where you are today, then we'll get into some hypnosis and we'll get into some uh, past life regression therapy and and we'll try and see uh, where all of these go. How does that sound to you? Perfect. You like that? Yep. Good. So give us an indication of uh, what got you into this, where is your interest, uh, how, did, how did you get affected by this and what do you do these days? Okay. Um, to the story begins when I was about eight years of age. My older brother had a comic book collection, and in the comic book collection was a Superman comic. I remember reading it, and in the back of the comics in those days, there were advertisements. 
There was an mm. advertisement for how to hypnotize your friends, a little book that was for <laughs> sale for maybe $5.95. I don't even remember. So I was maybe nine, 10 years of age at the time. And I went up to my father, who was a mortgage banker. And I said, Dad, pointing to the comic book uh, and the ad, I really want to buy this book, but I don't have any money. Would you be willing to lend me the money or give me the money? And my father was very loving and very supportive of his young son. He looked at the ad and looked at me and said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, no. That killed that for years. And yet the interest was always there. So during high school and college and graduate school, I was always interested in hypnosis. Mm. And after getting my master's degree, I came back to Washington, D.C. and began taking classes from the Open University of the time. And that led to a variety of professional certification programs in first hypnotherapy and then the uh, past life regression professional society came to Washington DC for their annual convention and it was two blocks from where I lived so I said it's a sign I need to go there so I attended and realized that this was my tribe these were my people so that launched me into two more different certification programs and finally becoming a board certified past life regression therapist. So that means there are only 50 of us in, in the nation that um, actually have been certified for this through a, a board organization. So that then led me to continue on with hypnotherapy, and I'm very passionate about it, as you will find out during the next hour or so, and eager to answer your questions. Nice. So... <clears throat> Back to that comic book. I remember the same comic book. Uh, there, were many, there were many things on that back page that I was very interested in. I remember. I'm surprised your dad didn't, at least as a mortgage banker, uh, let you fill out a form, maybe show some uh, you know, collateral that you could uh, work out. Well, but, he eventually became very supportive of me. And when I did uh, get certified and, and begin practicing, he was uh, one of my strongest um, uh, supporters, if you will. Uh, excellent. So when I think about hypnosis, you know, we uh, think of the parlor games where the person is moving the clock in front of someone's eyes, or if you're on television, you see that spiral going around and people right. going into these strange states. Uh, give us an idea of what hypnosis is what, and what hypnotherapy is. Hypnosis is basically focused concentration. That's all it is. So um, when we're reading a good book in the midst of an adventure story, for example, um, you can become caught up in what's going on in that story. But you're fully aware of everything that's going on around you. So you hear traffic outside. You hear the dog barking two rooms away. But you're also focused on that story. So it's basically the same thing, where you're completely in charge of yourself and yet allowing the right brain that intuitive side of you to come forth and to help us lead the session. How does, how does hypnosis differ from uh, meditation, so to speak, or are they the same? They're similar, but with hypnosis, you can have access to so many different parts of yourself, as well as past life stories, as well as the spiritual side, if you will, guides and, and beings of light who can, your higher self as well can come through and to help us work with you to resolve the issue or question or concern that we're seeking to, to heal or, or release or let go of. What's the difference between me hypnotizing myself or you hypnotizing me? Do I get to a different place? Am I allowed to see things differently? Or what, what makes that different? Self-hypnosis can be very helpful. I use it myself. I do it myself. But I find that in working with somebody else, a skilled, trained hypnotist, you can truly, as a client, get out of the way and allow whatever is there to come forth through you. And that's where the story comes. That's where the healing takes place. And that's where the change then can occur very quickly from that session in your life. We're going to talk about uh, where the healing comes. Uh, all right, so 
What I'd like to then hear from you is maybe a moment or two on uh, past life regression, and then we're going to go back to all of them and get more deeply into each. But I think having definitions for people as we bring up these words would be helpful. So could you tell us a little bit about past life regression therapy? Yes. Well, with past life regression, we go back to an earlier time, whenever that time may be, to retrieve memories that may be negatively influencing your present lifetime. And we seek to basically let go of those, release them, and um, set you free, help you heal, whatever the issue may be. So we're following the symptoms on back to the cause and releasing your attachment to it. Whatever lifetime that's in. Whatever lifetime that's in. And it's being led in the technique that I use, my approach, is we work um, with your higher self, with your intuitive wisdom, with your heart, with your gut. All those are, to me, the very same word to describe the intelligence that we're working with. So early in the session, under hypnosis, I invite your higher self to come forth and to play a key role in what takes place. And it is very willing to do so and is therefore the guide, if you will, for the session. And one other thing that allows you to get out of the way and me to get out of the way. And therefore, the higher self can can help us uh, go where we need to go your highest good okay let's uh let's get more deeply into this now uh let's start out with me as a medical guide other physicians other healers that might be listening to this show and people that are needing to be healed what would you say to us in terms of who should we send to you who should we recommend you to for what types of problems and issues, or for people that have the problems and issues, uh, who should go to you? In other words, for me right now, if I, if I saw somebody with chest pain and shortness of breath and diaphoretic or sweating profusely with bad vital signs, I would want them to go to an emergency department. Right. I agree. Uh, right. So who do we send to you or who goes to you? I look to work with physicians, with therapists, with the, those in the medical profession that are the experts when it comes to medical issues or emotional issues or whatever that may be. I see myself as an ally, as a uh, someone who can perhaps approach the problem, the concern from a different perspective by working through the higher self. So it's done in concert with the therapist or the, uh, the, the medical professional. But once we then spend, uh, once I meet with the client, we talk about the issue and find out or issues because often it's more than one. And then we set an intention for this session, what we like to cover. We want to do this, this, and this, and then we get right to work. So this is all happening before hypnosis or anything else where you're just, Absolutely. At the time when you'd be taking somewhat of a history. Exactly. Exactly. So it's an effort to um, not only find out what's going on for the client, but also then I spend a few minutes talking about hypnosis, helping to get rid of the myths that often people have, and to help them realize that all they need to do is to get out of the way and allow whatever's within them to come forth and to speak to us, speak to us both. As if it's what, important. What are some of the myths? The myths are that, um, that I'm going to go into a very deep trance. I'm not going to be able to wake up or that I won't remember anything that takes place during that particular trance or that you're going to make me do something that I don't want to do. All of these are myths. Um, with the approach that I take, it's just simply uh, relaxing in a very safe and secure and uh, trusted place and then uh, allowing the first thought, the first feeling, the first image, the first voice, the first whatever you see to um, come forth, share it with me, be my tour guide, as I say to my clients, so that I can help you go where you and your higher self would like to take you for your highest good. So when somebody comes to you with an issue, 
you talk to them about it and you determine a few things while you're doing that mm-hmm. are are you going through any process in your mind are there different hypnotic states that you might bring one person to versus another is there a different method that you might take someone through and uh as you're coming to the process looking for them to guide you uh clearly you must also be guiding in case they go down a wrong path or a a cul-de-sac absolutely absolutely now what i find is in my practice that um about 60 percent of my clients are visual by that i mean we go into a past life story and they see it all you know different costumes different surroundings different people it's like they're starring in their own movie great Well, about 40% of my clients that I'm in this group are more kinesthetic or audio. So I go into one of my past lives. I don't see anything. I sense it. I feel it. I hear it. I think I'm making it up. But I'm making up this story, not that one over there. And I encourage the client to just express whatever comes to mind. Because the soul speaks through the imagination. Let it speak through you however it chooses to do so. The client may say, but I'm making it up. That's okay. Just go with it as if it's important. Because it could be, because after the client, after the session, a client will say to me, that really happened to me. Was that really, was I really a farmer in uh, wartime in Europe in the 1800s? Well, maybe you were. Could be uh, Brian Weiss, who wrote Many Lives, Many Masters, which is considered to be a classic today in in, uh, past life regression therapy and a very popular book to read. I encourage clients to read it because he was a psychiatrist who sort of stumbled on a past life. And I can tell you more about him shortly. Um, He believes that uh, 80 percent of what comes through actually happened to you in that past life. Interesting. Or. Uh, maybe you attracted to you someone else's story from the collective unconscious. You told that person's story because it mirrors where you're stuck. And telling that person's story helped you to become unstuck. Or maybe you made up the whole thing. But is the pain in the shoulder gone? Well, it is, then let's not worry about it. Let's focus instead on the results. Not on whether it's 1822 or 1823, because that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When, when you're doing this with somebody, you're having conversation with them while they're in a hypnotic state. They're telling you a story. <laughs> you're listening. Uh, are you guiding at all, or are you just, as you oh, yes. say, getting out of the way? Yes, I, get out. I know I'm, I'm guiding it every step along the way. Um, looking for them, for example, may I share with you a typical session? Because this, I think, will help the uh, viewers and those who are listening get a better understanding of what exactly happens. Would that be okay? I think that would be great. All right. So let's say you come to me with um, a pain in your uh, left shoulder, and the medical professional says it's bursitis, well, which means inflamed shoulder. But not that it's life-threatening by any means, but it hurts. So... We, uh, we talk about the issue. We write that down as our intention. And then what I do along the way as well um, is that I ask if you've had any, um, are there any religious figures or guides or loved ones who passed on or um, shamanic animals or uh, others in your life that when the chips are down, you turn to them for support. Some people have them, some don't. I just have learned to ask. And I do this because I find that um, in my work, working with the higher self and other, other uh, resources, that help us all around. But help can't help us as much unless we ask for help. And when we ask for it, it's there because we have free choice. We can do it ourselves or ask for help. So I ask the client if we might, therefore, invite their uh, masters and teachers and guides and great aunt Ellen and their um, Indian guide that perhaps a psychic told them about, and whomever else is they see as being, when the chips are down, they turn to for support. So we bring all those present as part of the session, 
and then invite the client to sense them and feel them and imagine them there. We restate the session intention. We want to do this, this, and this, the bursitis, for example. Go back to the cause of that. And then I begin the induction for the hypnosis. Once that's established, once they're in a very relaxed uh, place, very safe place, we invite the higher self to come forth. And I ask the higher self if the uh, 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 inflamed shoulder, the, the shoulder pain, has as its cause or source something that happened in a present life, current life. And the answer may be yes or no. Or does it have something that happened in a past life story? And let's say the answer is yes. So I take the client at the count of five. We're going to go very Go back into that cause or source. At one, going backwards at time, two, three, four, five. Plant yourself firmly down in the memory of your body as it was then and plant your feet firmly into that body. And look down now and clearly sense or feel or see your feet. So you see yourself as a farmer and you are working the fields in a rural place and you're young, you're a young guy. We go forward to the next important event when something changes. You met a girl, you tell me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Next important event. We're getting married. Excellent. How do you feel? She's excited. I'm excited. Next important event when something changes um, is the wedding day. Next important event. She's pregnant. How do you feel about that? I'm really excited. You tell me. Next important event. Rumors of war. But it's not going to affect me because I have my wife, my pregnant wife, and my little farm in the middle of nowhere. Next important event. The invading army comes marching through your land and takes you from the field and conscripts you into their forces. Therefore, you don't have a chance to say goodbye to your pregnant wife. Um, you don't want to be in the, their army. And next important event, you're being trained for war. Next important event, you go into battle and are quickly shot in the shoulder by the opposing, you know, the other side. And you die very angry, of course, because you didn't want to be in this battle, in this war, and you've left your pregnant wife at home to, to fend for herself. So in the approach that I use, we then go through the death. What's your dying thought? A dying thought can have a major impact on an upcoming lifetime. So if the dying thought is uh, you die of starvation, there's never enough food, Maybe that's a theme in your present lifetime. Or if you die in front of the firing squad for having spoken your truth, maybe it's difficult for you to speak your truth now. Um, so from there we go into what the Tibetans call the bardo, the in-between place between lifetimes. And it's in that place where the healing really takes place. So we've gone through the story, we've gone through the death, moved into the spirit body, how does that feel in your spirit body? You tell me. Often you feel lighter um, or at peace with yourself. We then move into the bardo with the count of three, sense and feel and imagine yourself there. Are you there? Yes. We then invite those with whom you're unfinished in that lifetime that we just explored to come and join us. Who shows up first, I ask you? Oh, it's, it's my wife. How does she look? Often they appear at the height of their prime, if you will. She looks beautiful. What do you want to say to her that you couldn't say to her before you died? I'm really sorry for what happened. I'm really sorry for having left you. I didn't want to go into that battle. Does she hear you? Yeah, she does. How does she respond? Oh, she, she understands. It was wartime. How does that feel for you? Oh, much better. She understands. So we come to closure with the wife. And in doing so, um, I'd say at the very end, after we've had, we'll go back and forth until there's no more, um, there are more, no more issues that they want to say to each other. And she's actually present there in his own imagination. So I then say, looking deeply, into the eyes of your wife. Does she remind you, not into her very soul, does she remind you of anyone in your present lifetime? 
oh my gosh, it's my mother. Oh my gosh, it's my fill in the blank. Often we're reborn lifetime after lifetime with different, with, with close friends, if you will, uh, relatives and so on, because we learn our greatest lessons within the family or within our close friends for our soul's evolution. So we come to closure with the wife. Who shows up next? It's my daughter, you tell me. How does she look? The daughter I never met. Well, how does she, she looks terrific. She's you know, four or five years old. Whatever she, whatever she appears as is great. What do you want to say to her that you couldn't say to her? Because you never met her. I'm really sorry for what happened. I'm really sorry for not being there to raise you. Does she hear you? Yeah, she does. What does she say? How does she respond? Oh, she tells me she understands. That's why she chose me to be her father, because she knew I would not live to see her be born. So she could take on additional responsibilities growing up that would help her soul evolve. Oh, how does that feel? Wonderful, because she doesn't blame me. All right, we come to closure with the daughter. Look deep into her eyes. Does she remind you of anyone in your present lifetime? Oh my gosh, that's my fill in the blank. Often it's a key person in your life today. She steps aside. So anybody else come in now with whom you're unfinished? The man who shot me in the shoulder. Or what do you want to say to him? How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. Let it go. Release the anger. Release all the frustration. Does he hear you? Yes, he does. How does he respond? He was just as frightened as I was. Oh, how does that feel? Often we get to forgiveness. Often we get to letting it go. So you can forgive him, he can forgive you. And it's heartfelt. That's where the healing takes place. So we come to closure with the, with the, the guy who shot you. Now look deeply into his eyes. Does he remind you of anyone in your present lifetime? Oh my gosh, it's the boss I always hated. Reborn in your present life today. So we then come into closure with everyone. I invite you then, since you've forgiven everybody and they've forgiven you, hopefully, to look in your, to your own eyes. Can you forgive yourself for all those things that you felt you did wrong or didn't do well enough? And as you say this out loud, notice the shifts that occur within you. So that brings about, I'm really sorry, I forgive myself. And a big burden has been lifted. So I bring them out of hypnosis. But before that, I invite the higher self to come back and join us and comment on, well, what happened today for the client's highest good? And the client will, the higher self will, will say, We'll uh, talk about the benefits, the, what's achieved, what's occurred, and say wonderful things about the client, <laughs> which is terrific. So I then bring the client out of, out of hypnosis, and we spend a few minutes talking about what has occurred. Now, during the session, I've recorded the session and then give the client a CD or an MP3 or a cassette tape, depending upon what they'd like, so they have a record of it. Because it can be very helpful to listen to after the fact, especially for the wonderful things the higher self has to say about you, about the session. So that's a very um, lengthy, if you will, summary of what can typically take place. Questions? Yeah, many questions. I want to ask one, and then I know Christina is probably dying to ask 2,000 questions. Okay. <laughs> I've died over and over again, Glenn. Oh I want God, you to know yeah. that. <laughs> I, may ha- I may have to b- ask for forgiveness and letting go of all sorts of things. Okay. Um, just as a thank you for that, uh, there was so many parts that you answered many of the questions that I was prepared to ask you in that process. But I want to ask you just quickly, you keep mentioning the higher self. Mm -hmm. Would you give us your definition of that? For me, the higher self is that wisdom part of me, my, my intuitive side, my heartfelt side, that part that guides me through my, through my life. And it is available to, to me whenever I um, am able to connect with it. And I say that because part of my practice as well besides the regression work that I do, is to help clients connect with their higher self, 
What does the higher self look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What color is it? So that a dialogue can be established with your inner wisdom that loves you and knows everything there's to know about you and is with you throughout this lifetime and probably past lifetimes as well to help you make the decisions that are best for your highest good. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. I get to bounce up and down now. <laughs> I've been bouncing up and down. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Peter. Wow, that is uh, what an exciting, <clears throat> exciting work that you do. I mean, every day you have new stories. And they're stories. I just want to underscore that again. They're stories. They may be real, mm -hmm. but they may not be. But they are a way to help the client uh, let go of, heal, release, change behavior, shift in their lives. Mm, wonderful. Now, now, as you've spoken, um, what if uh, an individual doesn't believe in reincarnation? Perhaps it's just a story. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it has to be. But what we find is that um, reincarnation is one of the oldest spiritual beliefs known to mankind. It goes back to the Hindus um, back in the 6th century BC uh, had it as a tenet of faith, if you will. And it's been following, it's been present in every major religion. And so it's just simply a, a way of, of life, if you will, that has affected so many people around the planet. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be um, supported in the uh, sort of the activities of, of um, so many people as it relates to our own spiritual growth. This isn't religion. This is more spirituality. Mm -hmm. Now, for individuals, for example, if they come in to see you, mm -hmm. uh, is it usually like one appointment or is there follow-through appointments depending on how they've sort of opened up, blossomed? Good question. Uh, this Past life therapy is short-term therapy. So I often will see a client perhaps one, two, three times because we make a lot of progress in that initial or each of the sessions because the sessions are two hours long. And so therefore we um, make, we, we go into the uh, issue and seek to come to closure with it. And then I will, uh, Phone the client four or five days later. We'll have a brief debrief to see what's shifted, what's changed for you, and then talk about the next uh, appointment if necessary. Mm -hmm. So it's a my goal here is to help clients get rid of the blockages that are preventing them from getting what they want. But the prospect of getting together with a client weekly for the rest of our lives bores me to death. <laughs> <laughs> But the stories might change. <laughs> they, they, they do change, but I'd rather empower them and to help them um, release whatever it is that's holding them back from, from what they want. Mm, how exciting. Uh, and when, when a person is going through this process, are they sitting up? Are they lying down? You know, as, as Glenn said earlier on, you have these... Yeah, the, the pictures of this pendulum going back and forth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I don't use a pendulum at all. Um, I have a, a recliner, a lazy boy that is so comfortable, and the, the client can just make it, um, you know, move back and forth as, as, as they see fit. So it's just an, it's a very private, comfortable environment. And, and how long do these sessions take? Two hours. Wow. Because we accomplish a lot in that two-hour period of time. And typically, it comes to a close at that two-hour uh, uh, point. I'm just sort of amazed at the synchronicities there. Hmm. Ah, two hours. That is, quite a, that is quite a while. But with the bathroom breaks if necessary, so not, not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you've taken them back to a really exciting time, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. You can stop. And you go and come back, and we pick up where we left off. There's no problem about that. Oh, that's exciting. So they're completely conscious. Yes, and you're just guiding them through with all the wonderful questions that you shared with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm excited. That is so much fun. And uh, it is. And it, you're, you're uncovering the real you. 
with the help of that part of you that knows you so well. Mm. Interesting. And, and the you in possibly so many lifetimes. Yes, because we've had hundreds of lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. Mm-hmm. And what I think is also interesting is that um, when we go back to the cause or source, it doesn't have to be the most recent lifetime. So we can go back really anywhere, anytime, just simply get out of the way and let's go explore. So it, it could be a lifetime, you know, back um, um, in, 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 you know, a thousand years ago or 2,000 years ago. That, that is uh, at the cause or source of that particular issue that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I think something that's important to say is that we're asking to go back to the most important lifetime. It's the cause or source, and then getting out of the way. We don't have to visit every lifetime where that issue occurs. (laughs) No, we're just one that's the catalyst that can cause the shift in your life today. Interesting. So, Peter, a few things. Yes. Uh, A few, a few rapid questions. Christina, did you have a thousand more questions? Uh, No, no, just, just one. You know, because. as I was growing up, you know, with the with the Chinese culture on that side of it, um, uh, they were all, they would always say, you know, oh, don't don't kill that fly because it could have been a previous relative, or you know, you know. Yeah. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. have you had any situations where people weren't were brought back to a situation where they didn't see themselves as a person? No, it's always a person mm-hmm. in my experience, and also the issue about the. I was Cleopatra in a past lifetime. Probably not. Um, most of 99%, 99.9% of the regressions, and I have led more than 1,000 um, over the years, is to a lifetime where you're probably a, um, you're a humble, not, maybe not humble, but you're nobody special. You're just simply trying to do the best you can, or you're in, in the life that you have is, is, is nothing, is nothing um, in terms of... So, uh, a, a celebrity of the era. Not at all. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Cleopatra for just a moment. That's <laughs> right. uh, no, no, no. Or the fly. No, you can't keep the fly. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the butterfly, maybe. <laughs> the butterfly. Okay, Dr. Woolman, your turn. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, Quick questions, rapid answers. Okay, uh, sure. Do you take do you take insurance? I do not. Does do the forty nine other uh, past life regression therapists do the same thing you do? Uh, variations on a theme. Um, I find that working with the higher self to me is a is a perfect way to proceed. I think I'm one of the few who uses that as as um, a resource. Um, so, but I'm I just I really respect and am. Um, amazed at the magic that can occur with the help of that inner you. Because uh, I don't think we have the same comic books anymore. How would someone become <laughs> or look into hypnotherapy or uh, past life regression therapy? There are two different, um, uh, several professional associations that are um, quite quite uh, well represented among those who are hypnotherapists. There's a National Guild of Hypnotists, which is based in uh, Massachusetts or New Hampshire. And then there's the Association of Past Life Research and Therapies, which is located in um, San Bernardino. And that's the Professional Society for Past Life Regression Therapists. So there's training through both of them, as well as through other organizations that do this type of work. How long is the training? Um, I've taken numerous certification programs, numerous, numerous programs. Um, so I encourage people who are interested in the field to get as much training as you can, because there are so many aspects of this work that are important to be aware of and skills that can help the client you know, go through what needs to happen for them to, to release, let go of, change behavior, heal. Past life regression therapy. Is there a future life progression therapy coming out? Good question. Now, as you think about um, your own journey, um, looking forward in life, um, there's some major turning points that can take place, you know, um, such as 
Where am I going? To, where am I going to go to school? Who am I going to marry? Um, where am I going to work? You know, all those questions are some major turning points. So as we look at the future, all of those opportunities are going to be based on the choices we make each day. So there was a, uh, a book several years ago called Mass Dreams of the Future by a uh, past life regression therapist. And what he uh, suggested in the book was that moving forward into the future, while it is possible to take yourself there, that there are perhaps five possibilities of how something might work out. Everything from really, really, really great to, oh my God, it was a big flop. It was a big failure. And those, that decision, the outcome, is going to be based on all those choices you make between now and then. So you can get an overview of what might be possible, but at least in the work that I do, I don't take clients into the future because it could go all sorts of ways. Thinking of that, though, uh, many times we talk about life has lessons in it, and we're all living in this present life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are, there, are there lessons that you've learned through going into past life therapy with others and yourself and training? Is there anything that we can learn from that that will help us in this life so that Either we don't have to go back in a future life to this life, or we can recognize it more easily. I don't know if I asked that correctly. Well, um, I think I find that for me, um, with moving forward, it's all about the choices that we make. And the choices are not necessarily good or bad. They're choices. So as we move forward, um, it's important to do the very best you can. Um, from the with the highest ideals possible, but to be really, really focusing on um, that it's it's your choice and it's 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 uh, that you are in control of yourself. You're not in control of anybody else, unfortunately. So do the very best you can and keep forgiving yourself for things that you feel didn't work out as well as you wanted to, because it's all part of of your own soul's journey. Forgiving and letting go. And letting go. Forgiving others, forgiving yourself. Loving others, loving yourself. <laughs> Christina, any thought? I love that whole concept. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, in the I, I sort of come from the bodywork world, and it's mm -hmm. a lot of it is connecting the person to their higher self and empowering them to continue to move forward and live a balanced life. And everything you have said is so in alignment with <laughs> creating that balance with each oh. individual from within, not on the outside. You know, you can go and do exercises and everything, but is becoming aligned with what is happening within and what has happened in your case. Exactly. <laughs> and bringing and it to present. That's why I call my, my uh, practice and my website is www.insights from within.com mm -hmm. because I believe that all the answers are inside of us. So let's just simply tune in with the help of the higher self and gain some guidance about what wants to happen next for my highest good to release, to let go of, to, to heal, to move forward and get rid of the blocks that prevent me from being who I want to be and where I want to go and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, you must have a lot of clients that deal with depression. I do. I, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's just, again, going back to the cause. Speaking of that, if someone uh, is being seen by, say, a psychiatrist for depression and they're on medications, does that affect your journey with them? I like to work with a psychiatrist because I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, as, a, as an ally, as a trusted professional, to uh, perhaps help the client see things or experience things from a slightly different perspective. I find that um, what, I'm, what we're doing in this type of work is that we're working with all of the subtle bodies. The talk therapy is dealing with the mental subtle body, the, uh, the memory, um, the personality, the ego, which doesn't necessarily have all the answers. And so with the work that I do, I work not only with mental subtle body, 
but with the physical body. And as you know, the, the physical body remembers. It remembers past lives and what happened to, to, to you in those past lives. It also, we also work with the, uh, the subtle um, emotional body and the spirit body. So we work with all of those parts of you using story as the way to help you heal and turning to all those parts to help us figure things out. It seems like that uh, healing comes from uh, within and the imagination. When we talked with Ravi Bosnak, uh, who does embodied imagination and dreaming and healing from dreams, uh, all of this is related. Do you have a relationship to karma? Oh, yes. Oh, karma. Absolutely. Well, um, you could say that with karma, it is... Uh, see, something that comes to mind here is the golden rule is karma, if you will. Do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. And if you don't, it's going to come back to haunt you. <laughs> so that I find that the karma is very important in this type of work. And we're helping you to release karma, to face those you defeated or were defeated by so that you can come to closure with them, bringing about the forgiveness of them, and of yourself. And that, again, is how you can release and let go of karma. Hmm. We had uh, an interview with Jan Ingram, who, mm -hmm. was a hip, who was a nurse and, and also a hypnotherapist, and we worked with her in our integrative medicine program. She worked with a lot of people that were going to have surgeries so instead of it being something about what's going on wrong and finding out about mm -hmm. what happened in a past life, it was also helpful as people moved forward to prepare for surgeries. Do you have any other things that you help with people to move forward in life? Um, I, the type of work that I do involves all sorts of issues. Practically any issue that a, a client may be uh, dealing with is one that would lend itself to either the uh, uh, the regression therapy that I do, which could be this life, going back into this life, or into a past life story, or the forgiveness work that I do to help clients um, come to closure with relationships in their current life, um, or to, um, to help forgive those who've passed on. Because what I find also, and I think this is very important, um, that everybody's available to us. Everybody's available to us in my in my therapy room, whether they're alive now, or whether they've passed on, or whether it's a past life personality, or whether it's a guide, um, or someone from the spirit world. They're all available, and we can invite them to come forward and join us in that bardo place that I mentioned earlier. And in doing so, it gives you a chance to speak your truth to that person and have them respond, um, so that. It can be very, very healing for both of you. And I truly believe the other person is there with us in the room, at least a portion of them, part of them. In fact, several years ago, I was at a, a workshop at the Monroe Institute, and there was a hypnotherapist there showing a video of a recent client session. And with a special type of camera, the client was talking with his Uncle Harold, who passed on. Um, and you could see a little picture of Uncle Harold there in the room next to the client. It wasn't really there, but on the, the film, it captured it. So to me, it, it showed that the personality of that person who's not physically there actually can join us. And that brings about such an opportunity to, to have a heart-to-heart -heart, uh, conversation and let go of, say the things you wanted to say, and allow yourself to move on. We're talking with Peter Wright a certified hypnotherapist, and a past life regression therapist. Peter, we always ask our guests for a special health tip, and I would like to ask you for one, and I would maybe even like to ask you for one from this lifetime and maybe from another <laughs> lifetime. So you, you can have two if you think about it. Okay, well, I believe my health tip to everyone listening is something I've already mentioned in passing here which is um, forgive others. Don't hold on to grudges, please. Forgive yourself. Love others. Love yourself. Because 
at the end of the day, it's all about love and forgiveness. Um, and it will help you on your own soul's journey by releasing, letting go, and getting out of the way. I like that, get out of the way. <laughs> get out of our own way. Trust in the process. Um, Peter, a question did come in. Um, and it's, uh, what if you don't have any particular issues that need working on? Could it be used as a fun tune-up? <laughs> well, what you can do is we can ask your higher self to take us back to the most important past life for you to explore today for your highest good. And it, therefore, you can get out of the way and let's go and find out what your higher self believes is important for you to realize. And it doesn't have to be something um, that's terribly um, major, or it could be, but your, your, your inner wisdom knows and by getting out of the way <laughs> we can allow Ego, that step aside. <laughs> to, to help us both get you where you need to go from your higher self's perspective oh what fun that would be a fun ride it is a fun ride that's a good question oh like this is that. good I've... peter yes is there is there anything that uh we have not spoken about today that when you knew you were going to be speaking with us that you particularly wanted to mention and we haven't spoken yet? Um, good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I also do Life Between Lives work, which is um, Michael Newton has written a couple of books, uh, Destiny of Souls and Journey of Souls. And very quickly, he's a hypnotherapist who over a 20-year period um, took 7,000 clients into the spirit world where they meet can meet with their own council of elders and ask any question they've ever wanted to ask about their present lifetime. So I was trained eight years ago by Michael Newton and his organization to do this type of work, and it is truly phenomenal and profound because it allows you to explore your own soul's journey in the spirit world with the help of your guide that you meet on arrival in the spirit world. We go to your homeroom in the spirit world, those souls who are um, there now with you, and a number of them are now with you on earth. You have a chance to look around and see who's, who's what and where. Meet with your council of elders, ask any question you've ever wanted to ask, and I ask a lot of other questions too. And then finally, we go to the place of body selection where you chose your present body. Oh, and what bodies did you turn down and why? amazing, profound information can come through. So that's something else that I think is very important work that is helping people really understand more about their soul purpose and how they're doing in this life, plus lots of other questions. Have you ever, you know, we always talk about people that meet their soulmate and they've been in past lives together. Have you ever taken two people at the same time back to see if they truly are soulmates? I have, and they truly are. <laughs> but it could be we, we can have more than one soulmate. No, it's just true. that because we've had hundreds of lifetimes, it's not always the same person. It's just the soulmate who's right for you right now, for where you are and where that person is in your own soul's development. Because you're then, as a partnership, working together to help each other evolve. Very nice. So is that why there's so many uh, uh, divorces and marriages? <laughs> it's like, Perhaps. okay, you're the right soulmate at this moment <laughs> of this lifetime. Well, it's just, there, there are lots of reasons for that. I'm sure we don't need to go into those right <laughs> But there are often past life personalities that have caused the two of you to be connected in this life mm -hmm. to deal with karma from that relationship. You know, I find that over and over and over again that the ex-wife or the ex-husband played a key role in the uh, past life that we just explored. And you can come to closure with that, and therefore it can shift the energy, shift the issues to the, in a positive way to affect your life today mm -hmm. as a result. Peter, a question came in. Mm -hmm. uh, have you, I, I don't know if you're a, a film a movie buff, but did you see the film Cloud Atlas? I did not. I've heard good things about it. Oh. I wasn't able to see it. Well, um, maybe we should soon. somehow get it over to you because I would love <laughs> your perspective on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a that was a question that came in. I thought, oh yes. <laughs> I've heard again. I know what I know what it's about, but I have not actually seen it. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. So um, I know that we're approaching at the top of our hour. Um, if you have any questions uh, for Peter Wright here, please uh, send them in. Um, we have a few more minutes left. Uh, if not, we're just going to take over and keep asking more questions. <laughs> Good, please, please. Um, you know, Peter, I'm very interested also in this uh, life, this, is it life between lives? Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a therapy itself. It's a therapy. It's an approach, a modality. And so what happens is um, we first go back, um, we, uh, I, I, we take you into hypnosis, a deeper level of hypnosis. We move back from your present age into the womb and find out what was it like being in your mother's womb? Now, can you affect her, her emotions? Can you affect her in any way? And often you can. You, again, you're, you're sharing with me the experience. At what point did the soul move in and permanently um, uh, uh, stay in the in the womb because it's often like the third or fourth or fifth month. We find out that information for you. Then we go to the most recent past life or whatever past life comes up. Spend fifteen minutes exploring that lifetime, and then you take me with you through the death and into the spirit world. So mm-hmm. you're guiding the session, and you're sharing what the not guiding you are experiencing it firsthand. And sharing with me, in response to my questions, what's happening. It's amazing. Very exciting. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm bouncing. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a four-hour session. Oh, my gosh. Yes, but with bathroom breaks. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that because it takes about, um, my typical induction takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes for hypnosis. And this is a 45-minute induction. Wow. and it takes a while to get there, so I want you to spend as much time there as you'd like to get the full benefit of all your questions being answered, and I ask a lot of other questions on your behalf. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'll make sure I bring the popcorn for you when I come. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting as well. Wow. Your expertise is, is amazing and, and so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really very excited. passionate about Yes, yes, can really feel your passion. I mean, you're very connected with all that. <laughs> we'll be there. Okay, let's set a date and a time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh. I'm very grateful to our very special guest, Peter Wright, for sharing his expertise, his wisdom, and his journey with us. I also want to thank all of my healers and teachers for allowing me to be on my journey. And I want to thank all of our uh, audience, now, future, and past. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever thanked the past before, so this could be new for me, <laughs> for uh, being with us. And I look forward to sharing uh, another adventure in the healthcare galaxy, a new quadrant next week with Christina. And until that time, I thank you, Peter. Thank you, thank Christina. You. And I wish you all optimal health. Yes, thank you so much, Peter. That was an adventure that you took us on today. <laughs> My pleasure. And thank you, Dr. Glenn Woolman. I would like to thank also each and every one of you for joining us on this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing from you, you know, getting your feedback to how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 Eastern Time, Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. May I remind you that you can contact Dr. Glenn Woolman at myyogahub.com forward slash gwoolman or follow him on Twitter at Glenn Woolman and of course through his own website glennwoolman.com where we encourage you to learn more about his metaphor square breath. Until we meet again, namaste.